What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Serie A Audio Experience with IFTV. If I look on my left side right now, Antonio, I really like the jacket that you're wearing. Oh. What's this, what's this jacket? Well, this is a, not a jacket. Okay. What is it? All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like una tuta. In Italian, it's like a, a sweatsuit. A, an overhaul for the Campo Basso team. <laughs> That's not an overall. That's <laughs> not an overall. That's a jacket. That's a jacket. A Michael, jacket. is that a jacket? I, I would classify it as a jacket, but I don't know. Well, a jacket is supposed to imply that uh, you, you're supposed to put a tie or something like that. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> something is they lost in translation. They do that in body for sure. Okay, can like you tell me the logo that? That's on? That's on. Campo Basso logo. Campo Basso logo. Okay, it looks nice. And guess what? Next what? in front of me, I have uh, one of the owner of the Campo Basso, and next to next to him is one of my best friend. Okay, now I'm gonna do the presentation for Go you. For it. <laughs> Go one for of it. my best friend, Nicola, which is uh, I used to kick his ass when he was when I was a little younger, and then he learned to play soccer, and now all of a sudden. <laughs> You know, I've heard a different uh, story. Yeah, oh, I've uh, heard a different story. So uh, it's a Campo Basso, by the way. It's and, Campo Basso. Uh, yeah, we're trying to promote the, this uh, spectacular team, upcoming. It was on the higher division, and now we're trying to push it back on uh, on the top again. Yeah. So we we had previewed uh, to our right over here. We've got Matt Rizetta, uh, new owner of Campo Basso. Mm. Congratulations! Thank by you, the guys. Way. Appreciate it. It's great to be here, and thanks. Uh, thanks very much for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And we've got Nicola Cirincione, who's also part of Campo Basso. Nicola, how you doing, guys? Good to see you. Good to have us over on, uh, on this podcast tonight. They've seen you before too. We know. We, we know. We had your son. Yes, yeah, so this son with uh, my son uh, Seb. Yes, the people loved it too because you know you're a former Inter player, and uh, I, I know today is not a great day to have you on. We're, we're a day after. We don't want to talk about Inter tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, come on. that's the best thing that we should do. We should be talking about Inter. <laughs> say something. Say something very quickly about Inter. What do you think about the game? And then we'll, mo- we'll move on. Please promise give, you. Give Antonio his. his yeah, please. His, 10 seconds of uh, I'm really disappointed on Inter this year. Mm, that's all Probably the say. last couple of years, but uh, especially this year with uh, Mr. Conte. Is, uh, you know, you already talked about uh, Conte a long time with everybody. Mm. Really disappointed. Mm. I was telling Mike before the program, yeah. I, know, I know we've got other stuff to talk about, but Inter, same situation, almost identically as Atalanta last year. The last, the, the last match day of Champions League, uh, Atalanta had to win in uh, Donetsk in Ukraine, mm-hmm. and they won, I think, three nothing. Inter this year, what what do they probably have four or five times the budget wow. of yeah. Atalanta? Way more. Same At situation least. against Donetsk in San Siro. All they had to do was win, and they couldn't win. I the mean, only I think thing I don't understand by Inter, they worry about uh, everybody talk of this biscotto, this biscotto. You know, whatever they're supposed to worry about them. You know, last year in uh, in uh, Europa League, they scored five goals on this team. In two games in Champions League, they don't even score one goal. So this is a really disappointment for me. But what? think about it, Nicola. The Biscotto was supposed to be a tie between Real Madrid and, <laughs> and the other one. So they, they wound up making the tie. They, they, they Biscotto themselves, technically. <laughs> in, America, <laughs> in America, they call Biscotto. Uh, the Biscotto. So they, they did the Biscotto themselves. They Biscotto themselves out. So uh, And again, the blame, the main blame for me is only on the laps of Conte. And he's the only one that does not take the blame all the time. Hey, listen. Inter, uh, you know, Antonio Conte might be a new coach. In case you guys ever need a, a coach, this guy might be... Might be ready. Nicole, you think we could afford him yet? No, we got to talk we, with... First uh, off, we, we got we got Mirko Cudini. We wouldn't trade him for any coach in the world. There right you now. go. There we go. We, we'll get into the whole story, but, uh, you know, Campobasso right now has the longest unbeaten streak of any club in Italy at any level. 23 games in a row without a loss. The third, oh. the third th- longest in Europe behind only um, Atletico Madrid in mm. Spain. 
and uh, uh, Feyenoord, Feyenoord okay. in mm. Netherlands. Netherlands. Outside of those two clubs, we have the no, longest. No, AC Milan, I'm sorry, uh, Antonio. But listen. AC uh, Milan, 22 partite. If you look Antonio. at the shirts, they pretty much look like I'm an AC Milan shirt. So uh, the, the similarity is there. Yeah, so, you look, uh, actually, you look better in the Campo Basso too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Good. 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 It looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. official for the first time. You know what? My wife, she liked actually the shirts that Nicola was wearing when he got in. I mean, the jacket. You call it a jacket. Uh, yeah. I call it a different Antonio, thing. we have a store proprio in, in Centro Città, in Campo Basso, uh-huh. Campo Basso store. We're uh-huh. going to bring you as the model next year. How about that? Definitely. To model our kits. Definitely. I thought 20, you want to make sales. Yeah. 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 Gonna go You're going to lose a lot yeah. of money yeah. if you make him We're going to bring all these followers from the United States you to Campo right. Basso, yeah. and got right. we got to fill it up the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we, we had said that this we were going to do an episode. It's, it's an incredible honor for us. Uh, for IFTV to have you guys here with us, the owner of a new Serie D team and Nicola Chirinchone, the, the knowledge that you guys have uh, is incredible. And I think it's cool for our fans um, who watch. Obviously, you know, we have a, a younger uh, crowd and, you know, they're not really watching Serie D, but there's so so many crazy storylines here. Um, and Matt, I've been particularly interested in your story. Sure. Just, just is was incredible. I watched uh, your press conference that you did once you guys announced it the other day. Um, but your story of you know coming from nothing, right? And like having, all of us, we all came from nothing, right? I know, but we're talking about, I'm talking about Matt right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you seen your podcast? Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's not your podcast. Oh, I know. Go ahead. So, but coming from from nothing, as you were saying, um, and to be able to always have this dream in the back of your mind that one day, hey, I want to buy a team. I want to buy an Italian team. You built up your company. You took such a big risk to do that at an age similar to Michael and ours. Sure. Um, and now and now you're living that dream. So to see it come to reality, for me at least, was really inspiring being for an Italian-American sure. yeah. uh, and to hear those stories about how, you know, the sacrifice from your family and all that kind of stuff. But I would love if you could start off start off there, like sure. how this came about. The beginnings, yeah. Yeah, no, it's been, uh, first off, thanks very much for having us. And course, I'm a big course. fan of the program. And, and it's not every day that, you know, a, a platform like yours gets to, um, you know, give a SETI a D club the attention we're getting. So we are very grateful and appreciate that. And uh, our promises in the next years, I, something tells me we're not going to be in a SETI a D for very long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's, um, but yeah, look, this is very much, um, you know, just a story of someone who's living their dream. And uh, I started my business, like you said, Marco, uh, 11 years ago. I was 26 years old. My wife was uh, pregnant, you know, expecting our first child, quit my job. Started a business out of my basement, you know, in the basement that looks very similar to this. In fact, I had a lot of Italian soccer stuff, (laughs) even though that wasn't my business, but I still had it in the background. And um, I always made a problem. I mean, look, I grew up similar to you guys. Um, My grandfather was very close to me. He was a huge soccer fan. Um, I grew up in kind of my fondest memories of childhood were sitting on his lap watching the Rai. You know, the signal still hasn't changed very much from when I was a kid. But, um, and my dream was always to um, one day be able to buy a club. So when I started my business, that was a secret and a um, you know a goal I set that I hadn't really shared with many people. I shared it with my wife and with some people close to me. And then you know we just worked our butt off. And you know 11 years later we um, were able to turn that business that started from nothing in a basement into one of the most powerful um, you know and uh, and important firms in our industry. And um, thank God we were in a position financially where we could do something like this. And mm-hmm. um, I also have to give credit to my wife. You know my wife we could have done a lot of other stuff with. Uh, a lot of other things with our money. And she's like, look, you know, you, you haven't really enjoyed yourself in the past 11 years. You know how difficult it is to run a business. And um, she's like, you know, do this for yourself. And, uh, 
you know, she did that in spite of doing other things like, you know, getting more houses and, you know, all the kind of other stuff that we fortunately were in a position to do. And as a result of, you know, her blessing, we're, we're living our dream now. So I'm, I'm very excited about it. I'm, I'm as, wow. ex- as proud as I am of the past 11 years and this opportunity, I'm actually more excited about the years ahead because I think it's going to be a hell of a project. Business wow. and relationship advice over there. You here. go. Is, all right, yeah, you, you get it all. You yeah. get it all over there. You see, his I gotta get a wife like this. Passion is following his dream yeah. and his passion. And um, Matt, how did you get connected with okay, this? Okay, well, this I want to interview well, this. Well, first off, this guy was in my wedding. Oh, oh wow. I remember that night. I, I have a story. Yeah. Have, <laughs> we want to know the story about I that wanna, night. I have yeah, a story from you guys. So okay. when it's finished, I want to let you know the story between me and Ella. Okay, between me and Matteo, we know Matteo falls. I mean, almost 30 years in yeah. in this country, and I was on this wedding. Uh, my wife and his wife, the best friends, mm. they're from the same town, Gioiosa Ionica, Reggio Calabria. Mm. That's another another city in between uh, Palermo, Reggio Calabria, Foggia, because uh, we we love he love he used to love Foggia. I used to we love Palermo. He love Foggia. So one night, he invited me to to dinner. So I told Matteo, why you want me? Taking me out to dinner. So something is going on. What I did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so on this point, I tell my wife, and my wife said, I don't know, maybe uh, something for soccer. Okay. Anyway, we end up to go to Patricia in uh, Ships of Bay in Brooklyn. Mm. All great things Everyone goes there. Everyone goes there. But Mario is really, right? Mario, yeah, Mario, yes, yeah. Mario. A really good friend of mine. And also Giacomo is the owner. Mm. We go there. I have a special, uh, it's still a COVID. We have, we, we have uh, this big problem. They put us on the corner. Is uh, they give me a best buy in, in the place on the corner, me and him. So Mario come and I said, hey, Nicola, what do you want to eat tonight? I told her, I want to introduce to Matteo. He's a best friend, one of the best friend of mine. And uh, make sure you take care of him tonight. No problem. So Mario walk away and Matteo said, Nicola, you here because uh, I was thinking about this for a long time. Uh, I have in my head to, to buy a team. So at this point, I, I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. I said, this is my dream. I mean, I play yeah. soccer all my life. And I used to play soccer with Antonio every every week. When Antonio needed to win, I go to LA. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. We started talk. So I have a four team in my head. But you, for me, you're really important. I said, Matteo, I'm, I'm in shock. I don't know what to say at this point. I said, I got four teams. Uh, three teams and, 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 and Campo Basso. I said, no problem, Matteo. Let's go enjoy food tonight. And between tonight, between tomorrow and after, give me a couple of days. Let me think about it, what we got to do. Uh, no problem. I tell you the truth, my uh, Marco. When we finish it, I'm go to stand out and I go to go home. And I call Matteo. I say, Matteo, I'm in. <laughs> I don't wait today. I'm in with you. Whatever you need, I got to be there with you. And always it become Campo Basso so for day one. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow, by the, that's by the way, I want to touch on on what you said too, because I think it's very telling uh, about a person the way that you're thanking people before you even say anything about yourself. Like I watch your press conference, you took the first like five or ten minutes to just thank everybody around you. You thank your family, your wife, your kids. I think it's a telling sign of what kind of organization you want to run. That the people behind you are the reason why you want to push forward. And usually from owners, I guess you could say is like, you know, they like to brag, oh, it's me, you know, I did this, I, but it's very telling. And Thank it's you, Marco, good. appreciate it. And you guys know, you know, one of the, uh, 
I wrote a book recently about, you know, we, when we celebrated our 10th year in business, I wrote a book sharing the 100 most valuable lessons I learned as an entrepreneur in my first 10 years. And one of the lessons is that you're not self-made. And mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting mm -hmm. point. You know, everybody thinks that, you know, you have all, all of this money that you accumulate on yourself, but the truth is nobody's self-made because really you've reached success because other people have put you in a position to do it. They might not have necessarily given you the money or the financial resources to do it, but they gave you support. I mean, even, you know, you guys are building an incredible platform here. I bet, you know, looking at where you're at today versus where you were when you first started this thing, obviously you worked your butts off to get here, but I bet, you know, there's many people in your mind that you can point to to say, if that person didn't help me, if this per person didn't give me a break, if this person didn't take a, a bet on me, we wouldn't be here. So, um, true. so you got to thank them when you make it. No, that's Absolutely. 100% true. And it's a thing that, you know, always think about. Again, it's not about the financial support. Mm -hmm. It's more so like how you support the people around you or like even believing in them, like having that belief. Sometimes it could give you that motivation to keep going um, over there. I, I do want to ask, though, to steer the conversation. You, you said there's a couple teams. So what made you go for it? You don't have to mention. If you can mention the other teams, that's fine. If you can't, we understand. Uh, what made you go for Campo Basso? And, and where is Campo Basso? Because sure. I'm sure a lot of people out there, to be honest, don't know Campo Basso. Sure. Mm -hmm. We're going to change that soon. That's the goal here. But there we, go. we uh, absolutely, well, we looked at about 20 teams originally. I, I brought Nicole, this guy into the picture when we had whittled it down to about five. So he got, he had the easy job. You know? <laughs> but, but we, uh, you know, we set out with about 20 clubs. Look, my family immigrated here from Puglia. You know, mm. we're, siamo Pugliese. Mm -hmm. We're uh, from uh, Provincia di Foggia, mm -hmm. although we're very close to Campania. So, you know, my heart always was for kind of the central south of Italy. Um, so we looked at about 15 or 20 clubs from that region. We also looked at some international clubs. There were some clubs that in Switzerland that were in the top flight where even though I wasn't Swiss, um, it was cool because it would have given me a chance to compete for the Champions League spots or for Europa League, which would be pretty cool too. So we spoke to about 20 of those clubs and then we had Little de Down Marco to uh, four or five. And look, I mean, when you evaluate a I don't want to turn this into kind of a business conversation, but when you evaluate a business transaction, this is very much a sentimental transaction for me. It's my grandfather, it's my parents, it's a dream of mine. But also, you don't want to bankrupt yourself. You know, you don't want to start making stupid investments. So there's, you know, there's also the um, the, the the fiscal side of it. And uh, this comp club in Campo Basso, at first, it was a little bit difficult for me to get over la categoria, you know, campionato mm -hmm. serie D, but. I met Mario Jesue, who I think we're going to put on later. I mean, Mario um, is a young, ambitious, um, uh, very diligent president who's running the club. I mean, there's no debt on the business. He's got, you know, Swiss hedge fund behind him to put some serious capital. Dude, he's got a very big vision. And we just shared that same vision. So it took me a little bit of time to, because we were also talking to Serie B teams, even, you know, one or two Serie A teams. And um, it took me a little while to convince myself that this was the right choice, even though they were in Serie D. But when I met Mario, I, um, I, you know, then became familiar with the place, which we'll talk about. Um, I just, you know, I, I really fell in love with, and also the Molisani, you know, even though I'm not Molisano, I very much felt at home. You know, I felt like, you know, everything from the dialect to the, their hospitality. They're very similar to the Bares and the Foggiano too. Foggiano, sì, yeah, vero. very, very similar. I gotta see, I gotta tell you. Vogliamo, a questo punto vogliamo salutare Mario Josué che ci sta guardando Ciao, in Italia. Ciao Mario. Ciao Mario. È tardi già, sono dodici e mezza, so mm. he's watching live from Italy. Oh, Hi Mario. Beautiful. Come but, stai? but that was, look, it was a process, you know, any, like any other, you know, transactional process, it took months, it took months. It started with, you know, a wide list of 20 or so clubs and then you're doing calls, you're doing meetings, you know, 
which at first was exciting for me and then it became a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, it became a little bit tiresome at a certain point, but we whittled it down to four or five and then Nicola and I talked about it and we felt like- Matteo, a lot of time, I tell me, Nicola, you sure we gotta do yeah. this? Are you sure? <laughs> you sure you don't want, you don't want to do, and I said, we don't do Champion League, uh, Matteo. We gotta start it from the beginning for like Serie mm -hmm. D yeah. and we gotta bring Campo Basso where they belong. And Marco, mm -hmm. you know, and I know we'll get into this later too, but Campo Basso for me, it represents um, more than just a soccer club. For me, like this is also a social and a cultural uh, you know, project for me as well to build. These people deserve the spotlight for once. I mean, it's the smallest region in Italy. It's 300,000 people. It's also the newest region in Italy. Molise, it used to be a part of uh, Abruzzo. Um, and I want to put these people on the map. I mean, Nicole and I want to put these people on the map because they deserve it. And, um, you know, th that's the cool thing for me. You know, my parents, my grandparents, you know, immigrated here from Italy, just like, I mean, everyone at the table, except for, I think he's Greek, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> probably, probably, <laughs> Can you know. tell? My parents immigrated <laughs> There you too. go. But my you think, look, same story. Story. it doesn't matter. Antonio, be nice to Mike tonight. <laughs> it's all right. He takes I'm, it. I'm used we to talk about it. We talk about it. We don't talk about it. Different countries, but very similar. But it's the same. Look, honestly, it doesn't matter. It's the story. It's the story of, you know, we want this club to represent the underdog you know story the story of people who you know sometimes are a little bit overlooked people who just need a chance who need an opportunity and you give those people an opportunity and they can achieve something you know really special and that sounds I'm sure like a lot of the stories of our forefathers mm -hmm. and you know our and, and the people that put us in the position we're in today so that that's also another thing that attracted me to this opportunity that's also what you know there's always teams that you're seeing getting bought and you know you try to see like what's special about it but when you you put the story around it and, and you hear this this come from an owner who a lot of the times, like you said, a lot of them are business transactions or getting a team in Champions League, it sounds better, you know, like, yeah. oh, look, I got a team that's in the Champions League, but it's not true to your story. 100%. I feel like very much, and I'm, I'm, you know, we only just met each other, but reading into what you are, it feels like you really align with this club. Yeah, this is this story, even though the only thing I don't have is I don't have Molisano blood. But other than that, I mean, this is basically, you know, my story. It's the story of... I think um, you have already Molisano blood. <laughs> yeah, now I do. Now I do. But it's, you know, it's look, it's the story of a, um, you know, of, of, of a beautiful place that, you know, is doing things the right way. They just need an opportunity. And, um, you know, we're trying to bring them that opportunity. I also want to make sure we don't take too much credit for this. You know, Mario and um, the, the, you know, the, they have an amazing team. Mirko Cudini is the coach. They've won 23 games in a row, like I mm. said. Uh, they have Luigi Mandragora as their general mm -hmm. manager, who's, um, you know, uh, brother. It was with Juventus. Now I think he plays for Udinese. Mandragora, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mandragora, yeah. yeah. Mandragora. I mean, this, yeah. you know, frankly, I, I can't lie. I mean, this is a club that when I met them, they had won 20 games or something in a row. So it certainly helped make my decision a lot easier. I mean, there's... And also, we got to say, Sunday's a big game. That's right, we want to say, we want to say hello to Ciccio Bontà, il capitano, yeah. and tutta la squadra for this big, uh, big match against Notaresco. Uh, what so time is the game? We, is that going to be We can watch it in the morning, streaming? Sunday morning. Yeah, we have it's a streaming. big, big oh, game yeah? for us. So yeah. it's going to be a nice gift for Matteo and me, a big yeah. win Sunday. Oh my God. So, let me say something from uh, just listening to uh, you, uh, Matt, uh, Matt and uh, Nicola. I like his, uh, his uh, approach because it's a bottom up. In other, in other words, it's not top, uh, top down. And it was, I'm the boss. You guys uh, make sure I just follow my direction and my order. It's, it's someone that is relying on the locals over there and on the experts on the field to run the stuff. He goes into so one of his friends, is Nicola. Believe me, when I saw Nicola the first time playing, I always play very very loose soccer or like street soccer and things like that but when you see a guy like this one here Class. touching the ball 
and just All brought class. Inter Cudini. He played for Inter. Come on. <laughs> well, hey, back then I didn't know that he played for Inter. But when you see the ball, the fluidity and all the stuff, I said, oh my, my goodness gracious. Right? We, we get an old about Antonio. I, I, <laughs> I wanted to become his best friend. So every time that I got in trouble, uh, that I wanted to win one of the games, I said, Nicola, I need you. Matteo, we can so say that what? story one time. When <laughs> we played over 50, you call me, you told yeah. me, let you grow up your beer and come and play with me. <laughs> I'll paint your hair. I'll paint. Why? Because he was too young. I would have that was yeah. a 35 yeah. oh and he did a, a tournament in New Jersey mm -hmm. and we play like a big final yeah. where we did a first half of a play with him we winning for not the second half you know what happened uh, I, I, I play with the other team I play with the other team yeah uh, uh, I, I wanted to kill him Matt I actually I actually want to bring something up uh, the way your story is uh, like Marco was saying before it's very inspirational and stuff you seem like the kind of owner that's not in the box away from everyone you seem like you'd go in the curva with the stands with the fans and I feel like that's something really special and amazing people could relate to that if you could tell like the fans or why what's so special about Campo Basso of why they should support it or something like that sure. what's something like that you would say and where where it's located too sure so well, that's another oh, thing yeah, actually that's right. that's so important. you know look we were looking at all options when we were evaluating some of these ownership opportunities and I, Campo Basso you know and I can I can talk all night about you know the potential of the area the area first off for Americans the American audience and you know the, the North American audience, I know you have a lot of uh, followers in Canada as yeah. well, is very strategically located. I mean, it's about an hour uh, outside of Naples. It's an hour south of Rome. It's right between Rome and Naples. It spans from you know beautiful beaches uh, on the Adriatic coast, uh, Termoli, I don't know if you've heard mm -hmm. Termoli, some of the most beautiful beaches and in Italy. And Vasto too. And Vasto, yeah, mm -hmm. the Vastos. Um, all the way to the west coast of the, the region is you know breathtaking mountains. Um, the New York Times rated it among the best restaurant scene in Italy. So I mean, there's like there's a Tourist lot of value. you know cultural and tourism Secret opportunities gems. there. Yeah, and then and then you look at the look. It's una piazza importante. Mm -hmm. It's also like, you know they've had a they've had a they just have had some bad breaks over the past ten or twenty years. But you got to see beyond those. You have to have vision in these kind of transactions. And you know they have a twenty five thousand seat stadium. They have three hundred thousand people in the region. And like I said, the cool thing for me being a uh, you know follower of Italian soccer. I know we're talking about derbies before. There's no derby here, which is a good thing in my mind, and, you know, because the whole region supports this club. Mm -hmm. So you look at Lazio, you have Lazio Roma, you look at Lombardia, you have mm -hmm. Atalanta, Inter Milan, you know, you have Liguria, Genoa, you have Sampdoria, you have mm -hmm. even Entella. Um, this is, I think, I would argue the only region in Italy, even in Sicilia, Nicola, you have Catania, mm -hmm. I mean, those are some of the most heated rivalries. You have 300,000 people who are ready, you know, passionately to support this club. Um, so I looked at that as a major opportunity. Also, Molise, you might not know this. I, I believe I learned all this in the <laughs> course. I didn't know this before. But Molise You could have just said that you knew it forever. <laughs> <laughs> you believed it, man. <laughs> Listen, Honest guy. they taught me this in elementary school when I was in fourth grade. Molise, Molise has the, um, the, the greatest percentage of uh, expats of any per capita of any region in Italy. So mm. they have 300,000 people, abitanti in the region of Molise, but they have a few million spread across the world. So, you know, talking to Mario and, and Nicola, and uh, also we should we should say hello to um, Raffaele Di Francesco, who's who's the secretario over there, great guy as well. Um, we Is saw Molisano this- Raffaele from Molise too? He's, he's actually from near us, he's from oh. Ariano Irpino, but he mm. lives in Campobasso Ciao now. Raffaele, ti abbracciamo e ti salutiamo da New York. Yeah. Okay. Actually, Savignano Irpino, Savignano. I think. Savignano. Um, but we wanted to build the brand globally and internationally. And if you look at the expat base of the Molisani, it's set up perfectly for that. They have a high, uh, a large population in Canada, Australia, Argentina, 
um, Venezuela, England, Germany, Belgium. So, so our exact audience. Yeah. yeah. Australia, our exact audience Australia of people too, spread around yeah. everywhere. So that was wow. attractive to us too. So, you know, those were all of the reasons, Marco, where I looked at this and I said, look, it kind of stinks that we're in Serie D. But frankly, you know, looking at my business career, I started below Serie D. I started in like uh, Eccellenza yeah. or uh, Promozione <laughs> or something. I mean. Above below pro Promozione. Bravo. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I think, and I look, I think also for your audience out there, that's going to make this story even cooler you know when we go hopefully you know we have like you said in the press conference i don't want to guarantee anything but we have very big plans big ambitions and five ten years from now whenever we reach those goals and those dreams for these people like we want to be able to say we were there you know we were there when nobody knew this club when nobody knew this area of the world and we want to go build that together on promises, I, that was one thing I wrote down that I've read from your, uh, that I listened to in your press conference. Uh, you know, there's just some things that struck me that were that were unique about you and about the ownership group. And that's one of the things. It's like usually owners, they want to come in and you want to promise big. Let's, all right, everybody get excited. There we go. Two years, we're going to be Serie A. We're going to be Scudetto champs, this and that. And it's great. And, you know, you win people in the short term. But the one thing you, I think you repeated like 17 times. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm not making promises. Yeah. Like the only promise I can make you is we're going to put work our head hard. down and we're going to work hard. Yes. Yeah. Which is the only thing you could ask for at the end of the day. Like yeah. the results will come if you do the right things. What's really funny is that what that reminds me of is Conte's first press conference at Juventus. He said, no no promises, but we're going to put our head down and work hard. Yeah. He won the Scudetto that year. But <laughs> we do the other way around, whatever Conte say, please. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. At Juventus, he said At Juventus. Right? At Juventus. Yeah, Juventus. Let's not mix Juventus. things up, right? <laughs> <laughs> I said at Juventus okay. his first time. No, it's, you're totally right, Marco. And, and look, you, you, you know, you're building a great platform here, too. I mean, I bet when I started my business... I didn't go out on day one when I was in a basement and I didn't have any money and all that. I didn't go out on day one and say, um, I'm going to go build the best business in our industry. I just put mm -hmm. my head down. I learned. Um, you know, I made some mistakes. We all make mistakes in mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. And you pick your head up and 10, 11 years later, you've built something really special. And you have built a Serie A level, um, you know, level, uh, level company. And that's how I look at this project. I look at this project as just, it's the same formula. It's hard work, it's innovation, it's making mistakes, it's experimenting, it's you know having the right people in place. And you, know, you do that and I'd rather say, that's the guarantee we're gonna make. And if you do that, usually it works out in the end than saying we're gonna be in Serie B in two exactly. years or Serie A in five years or whatever. Um, because also we don't wanna put limits on this, who knows? I mean, the sky, the sky is the limit too. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you set goals for yourself, you're also selling yourself short. You, know, you might not realize it at the time, but the goals you set, you might you might be able to exceed those goals. So that's why I prefer not to set goals. Definitely, we want to bring Campo Basso where they belong. And also, we believe in fans because I used to play professional. So without fans, soccer uh, is nothing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the fans, we always... Uh, we have a lot of... That's a good point, Nicola, too. I wanted to talk about that also. You know, I also have a lot... Look, I have a lot of respect for anybody who runs a business right now in this environment. You know, it's a very difficult environment to run a business. And I was looking at Mario. I mean, think about this. This was going to be their... This was their year. I mean, 23 wins in a row. They should have been promoted last year. They weren't, not because they weren't, but just because of COVID. And he, all he does is he puts his head down and he just moves forward. He you know, out. no, they're losing about, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of seventy-five to hundred thousand dollars of lost revenue per game just because they're not allowed to have fans. Mm -hmm. And all he's doing, and the and the, the team, uh, Mr. Cudini. Mandragora, all they're doing is they're not worrying about what they can't control. They're just worrying about doing the best job they can every day, moving the business forward. And how could you not respect that? You know, how could you not respect that? One of the things that I love too, and like to tailor this to IF, IFTV fans, I think when we met, 
uh, last week. I mean, I was shocked at how much you guys knew about us and about uh, IFTV and what we were doing over here. So I think for the, the fans that are watching, the cool thing is like, what other opportunity in sports do you get to be this close to an owner and see a story progress step by step? And that's a cool thing about what we want to do together is like you'll be able to see kind of that progression where it's a unique experience. Like you don't have to be a Campobasso fan to understand this. Like you don't have to have been born in Molese or this stuff. None of us are, but you could still understand the story. And that's what's interesting to me is to be this close because I just want to see how it, how it pans yeah, out. Yeah. I watched the Maradona, uh, the Dorados. Sure. Oh, uh, Maradona, the Mexico. This is a second yeah. division what Mexican he got a, like team. a 10 10 lost and then yeah, he, he won came. the league their last place uh, then uh, he made them into a playoff uh, team oh in Mexico right yeah Mexico yeah. In second yeah. division Mexico so like it's all about the story and like that's for me why we wanted to have you guys over here is to help bring IFTV fans into that sure. into that world of okay this is what the progression is or this is yeah. how you build a team from scratch and behind or the scenes and cool stuff like that i'm sure a lot of people like that because all these documentaries that's been coming around that's like behind the scenes stuff that you don't see so this is definitely some uh, amazing opportunity that we could do no, stuff, Mike, cool you know, stuff like that together it's, you're totally right and marco I, I agree in fact that's what attracted me to the place i mean there's two things on the number one um first when i talked to my wife to rationalize you know to talk about some of the opportunities some of the clubs we were looking at and I was like, well, I love this. She's like, well, what do you think? I was like, I love this club in Campobasso. Here's why I love them. And the only problem is that they're in the Serie D. And, and then, she, first off, she didn't even know what that was. Mm -hmm. you know? So I had to explain that to her a little bit. <laughs> but um, she said, well, it sounds a lot like you. Mm. You know, it sounds a lot like your story. It's mm. a story of somebody who's, you know, kind of on the periphery, but has potential, just needs an opportunity, and, you know, then can really become mainstream mm -hmm. with hard work. So that, that very much attracted me to it. And, you know, to your point, Marco, in terms of, the, um, the you know behind the scenes and that's what we want to do I mean we want this club to represent more than just a soccer club I mean we want this to represent every you know American sports fan you know they love Rocky they love an underdog story and you know we think that this is going to be really the quintessential uh, underdog story and we want them to get behind that even if you know they're not from Molise even if they don't even know what Serie D is they should um you know they should feel connected to this story because it's a story of what we believe is going to be a small club that's about to overcome some very big odds. Let me, let me Marco, I'm sorry. Let's, I want to pick up on this guy here because uh, uh, yeah. he's, he's the one that I'm going to just turn the screw on him He today. likes picking yes. on people, Antonio. Uh, <laughs> somehow I still know that Nicola has a still a relationship with, with Del Vecchio. Del Vecchio was one of the most prolific scorers in, uh, in uh, the Serie A, in Inter, especially in Inter Milan for the Roma too, I believe, and uh, the Italian national team. Do you still, I guess, uh, uh, still a relationship uh, with Marco, uh, Nicola? Yes. yes and uh, yes. what kind of a, just tell us a little bit more about you, what you're going to be doing into this, uh, into this project. A little bit more, give us some more details. Okay. Uh, I got to be, uh, Matteo Rizzetta chose me do, to do a, a, a big job over here in the United States for uh, scarring. Mm -hmm. This country, I'm really, really impressed of the kids, of the coaching, you guys see in Europe, in Germany, in look, this guy from Juventus, what a goal is called against mm -hmm. Barcelona McKinney, the other day. Yeah. See, yeah. they got a lot of potential in, in, in this country. So that's a, that's a really important start, a, work, do this kind of work for me and do for also for Campo Basso, bring a few, few nice kids like uh, McKinney, like uh, Alfonso Davies from Bayern Munich. Right? Dano, you want to take, take the player from Campo Basso and bring them over here? No, no we no, want to no, bring no, the American No, we want to bring Romia. We got to bring, we got to try to bring them. Yeah. To Campo Basso, and uh, because that's what we want to do for Campo Basso, we want to mm. bring uh, where they belong. Uh, we want to bring to Serie A. Mm. How many years, Matteo? We don't mm. promise anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
you know, can understand one day, Italian, Nicola. One day, one day, one day we're going to bring it to Serie A. One day. That's a language that travels across yeah, forget. I'll never forget when Mario Josue says, step by step. I said, Mario, you're good. You speak English. That's nice. So <laughs> we do step by step. Let me say this about Nicola. You know, obviously, I, I, I know Nicola a long time. Trust him with the world. Um, Nicola, I'm going to embarrass him, but he, <laughs> he, he, we hadn't even signed the contract yet. And he was already working for the club, you know, arranging, arranging important business relationships here, talk, you know, talking to you guys, mm -hmm. um, working all of his networks. I mean, he's very well respected locally and he wasn't even on payroll yet. We hadn't even closed the club. And I just think that that really shows kind of the spirit and mm -hmm. the passion that he has for this project. So I'm very grateful to have him here. And, you know, that's another story about this is um, I, I wanted to go, Nicole and I talked about this a lot. This was a dream of mine, right, for my whole life. Uh, but dreams, you know, and uh, are, are always better when you can share them with people, you know, you care about, you know, that success is always a dish that's best served shared. And uh, for me and Nicola, you know, kind of getting our friendship, um, you know, we started our friendship a long time ago. And now to be here at our age, you know, trying to do something together in this way is also, uh, you know, something that makes me. Who's very, older very about the both of you? Who's older? Who do you, who do you, think, is, who do you think is older, Antonio? Uh, you, you put yourself in a bad position. Uh, you asked for that. Up. That was Antonio. That's your you fault. You messed up, Him. What? Him. That's right. You, if you look at the back of my head, you okay, yeah, well, guys, guys, now we talk by age. Uh, we, pretty soon we're going to do a, a cheese. Yeah. Because Matteo, yesterday, he got a 39 birthday. So we 38. Can, oh, oh, hey, 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 38. 38. Wait, Nicola, let me cut you off. Let me cut you off. Sorry, Marco. I got to do this one here. I'm scared. I'm very scared. I got to be honest Maybe with you. Be honest with us. He, Nicola, is one of the few people that that I know in the United States, except uh, uh, between him and, uh, and Marcos Fares, Gaetano. Sure. Which is, was a, an all-American uh, sure. soccer player over here. That it, I, I was given this assignment to be coaching the, an over 50, uh, the Brooklyn Italian coaching. I know most of the players into my team, the better coaches than me. I never coached at this level. But uh, when I ever just... Uh, you know, get a player, I will first call him. And if he knows him, he will tell me, Antonio, take him. Antonio, you know what? It's a waste. So I will call Nicola and I said, Nicola, do you know this guy? I said, yeah, I know. I said, uh, what, tell me tell me something about him. Is that something that uh, it can uh, be uh, beneficial to my team? What, how does he play? What, what, what uh, is something that I can work on? And, and if he tells me yes, I will call him. Yeah, that's how everybody feels about it. Immediately. Him. So it's that's true. why I think that for somebody like this, that he knows how to play soccer, is the first thing that he knows when somebody is capable to play, whether somebody can be worked on, it can be improved on. And he he's knows. the one that I, I, will, talent, I will ask. Right? I don't ask anybody. I don't even ask his father. I'd ask him. <laughs> Look, I totally agree. And, and everybody feels... That way. I mean, Nicola, you know, in many ways, hmm. um, he just needs an opportunity. You know, Nicola, mm -hmm. I don't want to, you know, get, you know, too personal, but Nicola, you know, has overcome a lot of obstacles in his career, in his life. And mm -hmm. this, um, you know, for both of us, we see this as an opportunity. And I think this is an opportunity he deserves. And just based on what we've seen the first couple months, it's an opportunity he's not going to squander. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm. And I, I think that uh, the, the cool grazie, thing, like, grazie, Matteo, grazie. the cool thing that I was saying is like, we have a lot of people who are asking questions. So I think that that's a unique opportunity for people to directly ask owner, scouting director, all this kind of yeah, stuff. Exactly. But now Antonio just brought that up and it's a great transition. <laughs> and, you know, he made that about Nicola, but I don't think it was about Nicola. I heard him sneak in. I'm a manager. So we've oh. got Gaddafi over here who asked, can you guys sign Antonio as a coach? Oh, my God. 
Wow. And, and, I mean, he's dressed Listen, for the part right now. Before, before you say anything. <laughs> before you say anything. We have videos of him. Listen, he's a psychopath. On before the we make line. any jokes, we have 23 games in a row unbeaten. We have one of the best young coaches in Italy, so just be careful what you say. That's all I want to say. Look at this Go. guy. He's Go. dressed for the part right, right. now. Antonio. Antonio. I gotta promise this to you in front of people over here. Let me talk with Mr. Cudini tomorrow. Yeah, bravo. <laughs> right, right. See, and pull- any we can do anything for you to give you. I can let it do second allenatore. Oh, okay, right. I'll sit on the bench. Even okay. a water boy for now. Okay, <laughs> I learn. You do that regularly. Clean the anyway. shoes. No, listen, <laughs> Antonio. What is, what, what's your jersey ranking? What's the top? Cassano. He's, oh, yeah, Cassano. he's a Cassano. There you go. He's a Cassano. I would have said El Mal, but it's, yeah. it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Um, Speaking so, of which, what are our, what are our jerseys? What do you think? What do you think of them? They're really nice. I like them a lot. Give me, give me the honest. What's the honest ranking in the Mike and Marco? I think uh, for me, I first of all, I like the Jalo blue colors a lot. I'm like attached to those. We um, have it. We have a shot of the uh, Mike. We have it. We can show. Oh, uh, do, do we? Ha- yeah, we do have them we over do. there because we wanna. Right, yeah. Matteo. We wanna probably we ruffle. There we this go. The oh, that's the away here. shirt. This is the road one here. That's what I was okay. wearing yesterday. So, we don't have that's, that. that's, that's, that's the product. That's the training. We've had people come in here and steal that. We have something yeah. with the box. If, if I can also say, one of the it? cool things about you guys, look, I, I won't say too much, but do they know? I'll, I'll cut this out if it's not okay. Go, go, Do go. they know about your new logo? Not, uh, not how gonna, it looks. We could talk about that. We could talk. We could definitely talk about that. Oh, I okay. won't say how it looks, but your new logo is the way forward. Yes, that's, yeah. that's beautiful. So, you know, that's, Marco, I'm actually glad you brought that up. I can't believe I forgot. To, you know, we obviously have a lot of stuff to do in the U.S. we got to get to work. One of the things we're doing is we're trying to modernize, and I want to do this all in a way that's very respectful of the tradition because we don't want to go into Campobasso, mm-hmm. who's got a beautiful tradition. They've been a club for over 100 years. Mm-hmm. You know, Nicola knows, you know, the piazzas in Italy, the places in Italy, and the fan bases very well. We didn't want to do anything to mess with the tradition that they've built, but we wanted to also modernize the brand and make them a little bit more of a global brand. So one thing we did was um, we're launching a new product line called CB Style. In I fact, saw that. I actually saw that. Yeah. In fact, if you go, I think the, the website is live now, still in uh, mm-hmm. cbstyle.it or cbstyle.shop, S-H-O-P. And we have a new uh, secondary logo that's a lot more you know, modernized and appealing like to an international audience. I like, that. I, like yeah. That yeah. I think with those colors and with the new CB logo, I can think it can easily be a, a top on the second tier well, and maybe pushing yeah. for a Cassano. What do we got to do to get up there? Just tell me. Tough. You got to put it on the It's not too late. Marco might have the idea there. I love that. There's a lot of people asking also about the merchandising i'm yep. kind of shocked to be honest i didn't think that we were gonna get that many responses for combo basso we have so many people saying that their family is yeah. from combo basso a like family reading right team, now yeah. i'm just scrolling and there's so many and we hit so many oh peter found the church there you go there we go beautiful so wait so we got this this is what is this this is a top or this is a this is a what is this so i i that one i'm i'm gonna have to pull that's gonna be the middle ground the i like that one better Okay, this is no, I like the way one. I'm the way one. I like the home. I like the home one better. I think, yeah. I think that's I'm the top. This is the away one? Yeah. That's yeah. away. Let I like me see way. this one here. Antonio liked that one because it looked like Milan. That's why. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I, I like the away one. one is top oh. for me. That's that's the original I like the home. I like the home better. I like the way one. This has the castles too. I don't know if you can see, but there's castles Oh, really? Oh, nice. I love when they have designs and special meanings in the jerseys. That definitely adds to it. We always say that our fans are sophisticated. I think they're both beautiful, but this one here is because I guess my attachment to AC Milan is it. Our friends, we always say this. Antonio says it all the time. He says, if you're watching IFTV, you're sophisticated because you watch a great league and it takes a lot of thought. So, and I'm really impressed with some of the questions. And 
we we've hit so many of these questions. I want to shout out everybody, but we can't. Vok asked a great question that we didn't hit uh, about the stadium. Yep. Um, he said, "What's the condition of the stadium? Is there a plan to own the stadium outright?" Sure. So there's a great layup. Sure. For the real story about your stadium. So we have all of the support of uh, the region of Molise behind us. They've been very supportive. You know, Mario Josue, the president, can talk to all about that. But they have full rights to the stadium. The club owns ex- exclusive rights of the stadium. So that also includes. Before COVID, we were organizing a. Um, I think it was. An, I got to talk to Mario. It was under. I think it was under 20 or under 18. Not, not under too 18. Not, under uh, 18. Yeah. Match it out of the stadium concerts. You know. So we have exclusive access to all of those rights. Um, it's a 25,000-seat stadium. I mean, very so it's impressive. not... It's the same stadium like Benevento. Exactly the same. Gemelato. It's a Gemelato. Benevento. It's a twin stadium of... Benevento, um, it could you know could certainly use upgrades, and you know we've been the the club and Mario. I can't take credit for it. You know Mario when he came in with his the Swiss hedge fund, the Halley Holdings that owns the other interests in the club. They already you know they repainted many of the seats in the stadium. They upgraded a lot of the amenities, and that certainly is going to be a big um, focus of ours on the years ahead. But it's a look, it's a platform. You don't have to go. You're not going into a, a stadium of potatoes. You know on the field. Absolutely. And, you know you're going into a stadium that. Before. Yeah, no, oh, seriously, yeah. right? In especially Serie in the too. lower leagues. Especially in Serie yeah, A too, some, some teams. I, I think, and I was telling you, Marco, earlier, I, I don't know the stadium. The stadium capacity is 25,000. I don't know where that would rank in Serie A, but it mid-table. Mid, yeah. mid yes. And then if you look at, again, you, you got to treat this as uh, the entire region of Molise, which is behind the club, not just the city of Campobasso. Um and when you treat it as a region, there's 300,000 people in Molise. If you put that in La Classifica in the standings mm-hmm. in Serie A, I think it's like the sixth or seventh largest, would be the sixth or seventh largest area in all of Serie A. Tipo so, Serie A, you mean, right, in terms of tifosi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have... Uh, size, very good. Right? Yeah. yeah, because Population. look at, like, look at, let's take Benevento. You brought Benevento up. Benevento's a regional team, just like Campobasso, but the difference is Benevento shares Campania with, with yeah, another Napoli, little team called another, Napoli. Another five or six right? teams. So no one's going to... Now, you know, we don't really share our region with anybody, so we have 300,000 people we can call on to support us, not just the 50,000 that live in Campobasso. Did you mention that you own the team? That you guys own the, the stadium. stadium? Sorry. The sta- so the stadium is owned by the region of Molise, but we have the exclusive rights to all of the usage in the stadium, and we have an, we have an exclusive partnership with the, the region for anything, you know, national team games, concerts, anything of that nature. Because that's the biggest problem right now obviously in Italian football it's the biggest topic is the stadiums we see Fiorentina we see Roma everyone's struggling because today in in 2021 and and we have a question from Michael Lorenti who says what are the goals for a football owner in 2021 I see everybody in Italy struggling with this you know you need to make revenue you need to earn revenue in different yeah. ways than just buying and selling players and, and having a stadium is so important. Is that something that, like, was that a factor in your decision? How Or to answer his question, what goes through your mind as a football owner? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, we're, uh, you know, I'm an American uh, sports fan. So, you know, we're accustomed to seeing... Cowboys Stadium, you know, MetLife mm-hmm. Stadium, even even Red Bulls in the MLS. Have yeah, great. that's one of the most so, beautiful stadiums. It's, it's really gorgeous. nice. I love it. It's really nice. And it's it's, it's twenty five thousand. It's but it's perfect. It's right? so nice. It um, looks like a Juve Stadium. Yes, yeah, it does. But you it's know, really you talk. Really I, I don't want to. I don't want to give away. You know, some of the other clubs just out of respect for them that we were talking that's to. Right, but right but right you go to other clubs and you know they they're playing in stadiums that don't have three hundred sixty degree seating. You know, the fields are a mess. So this is not that at all. I mean, it's a twenty five thousand seat stadium. Could certainly use some upgrades, but the the foundation is there and uh, a fun fact when they call it Stadio uh, Nuovo Romagnoli when it was built uh, in the 80s 
they um, they inaugurated it with a, a game against Juventus, which Campobasso won. One nothing was the Juventus of Platini and yes. all of them. So that's uh, and and they actually now this is I don't know if this is just an Italian uh, fairy tale or what, but supposedly there were forty thousand people there for that game. So you wow. do the math on that. So they were sleeping one on top of the other. That's what I, I guess. I guess wow. they counted the people, Antonio and me, in the in the uh, quinto God. piano in the apartments well, above. On the balconies, right? Yeah. Peter, Peter Lombardi even said he's like I got memories from when Campobasso beat Juve. Oh, you remember? Wow. There you go. Peter, Peter Lombardi. Well, check it that. out, guys. We got, you know, that's what I was saying. This club just needs a chance, but they have a great tradition. They've beaten Juventus. They've beaten Milan. <laughs> we discussed this before the podcast. Yeah, uh, Matt, you should never he's going to kick that. you out. Like, <laughs> he's going to send you home. Right Antonio, now. you know, Milan was in Serie B <laughs> in the early '80s. I don't know why if yeah. they got relegated or they if they forced us out because of the Inter they 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 snitched. <laughs> yeah, they said some As major lies. About about Let's us. go give some credit to Antonio Di Shia. The Milan is doing really really good. Thank right you. Now. This yeah. is from an Inter fan, by the way. I, okay? I agree. I think okay. that, I think Milan for me. Hopefully, you reach until January. And you stay on top because okay. in January you're on top. <laughs> but then, uh, so you beat Juventus, you beat Milan. Milan, Juventus, Lazio, Genoa. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, this is a that's club great. that's beaten some really important mm-hmm. teams before. Uh, one one uh, last thing for me, at least. And if anybody else is, if you guys have anything on your mind or anything else that we missed, uh, I just thought about this because we were talking about it off camera. Uh, to, to hit the elephant in the room, there's been a lot of owners from America who've gone to Serie A and... Or, or gone to Italy and have yeah. not done well and have failed with it. You know, we've seen Mike Piazza. We've seen many Palotta who've had bad falling falling outs uh, with the Italian government. Number one, was that a concern for you? Number two, and I know this answer, but how are you going to be, not, I'm not going to say different, but what's your approach to that? That's a great question, Marco. Um, you mentioned Mike Piazza earlier. The first thing I want to say is that any American investor who's went into, you know, especially with Italian roots like Piazza, Palota, when they go into, and they're very successful in their own right, uh, but th- they absolutely are going in, in part, not in full, but in part for sentimental reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike Piazza was sitting there after his baseball career. You know, he was dry, he, you know, he was changing diapers and the whole bit, and you know, he needed something to do. He was, you know, con- very connected to his Italian roots, so he went in there. But he went in there as an operator. You know, he went in there as a club president, and I didn't want to do that. I had seen a lot of the experiences of American investors who went into Italy to buy Italian soccer clubs failed. The one thing I saw that they had in common was that they tried to run the clubs. Mm. You know, Piazza went to Reggiana, and you know, he. I think by the end of you know his time there, I mean, they were throwing not just eggs, you know, worse, much worse than my eggs mommy, at his house, yeah, you know, okay. and. Um, I didn't want to do that. You know, I don't I don't pretend to know the first thing about running an Italian soccer club. Um, that's why I looked at the current uh, organization and leadership they had with Mario and uh, with Mr. Cudini and Mandragora. They have a great organization. They know th- they know what they're doing on the field. They know what they're doing on the balance sheet. And my job, in addition, obviously, to investing capital is to expanding the brand. You know, turning this into a global brand and you know helping bring new investors to the table. But I have a very clearly defined role, and I didn't want to be the operator. I don't want to be the club president because that's always that's been a movie that never ends well. From you know what what I've seen before. It's right. yeah. a very humble uh, step it back, is. I think, because obviously you know you're an owner. Oh, I, I can control everything, and and I think some of them go in there with that fist of where in America you could get away with that. You know, you're very much like you're in control. You could do things your way. Yep. And it doesn't always work out like that in Italy. Well, Marco, I will tell you, there's one exception to where I would want to step in and play a more active okay. role. Do you know what that is? No. 
if Antonio is the club president. There you I go. would I would give him the reins. Please do not. If he is a, oh, I'm God. not watch your mouth. I'm not gonna lie. You watch your mouth. If, if he became part of Kamabasa, oh. you would have the most rabid fans. Oh yeah. The, the Antonio Very fan base is crazy. Listen, Matt, don't listen to those two punks. I want to ask you something very uh, that is it really stuck to my head right Please. now while you yeah. were talking about uh, uh, this uh, this issue. Prego. I mean, what do you what do you make of commiso commiso experience that he's having right now in Florence? Or after all, the willing that he has to invest on the city to invest on the stadium to invest on the tifoseria and uh, to invest on the club itself i mean a uh, commiso initially was uh, almost named to be the the next uh, the, the future owner of ac milan until uh, yeah that's this, right uh, this chinese uh, uh, and uh, american uh, uh, um, you know dual membership they they uh, they you know they they split and the uh, elliot went up uh, uh, being uh, the ownership uh, taking the ownership of ac milan now i can see commiso frustration yeah because he's saying, look, I'm going to do this much here. And all they do, they put all of this roadblock, uh, uh, you know, in front of me to uh, and stop me from investing and from, uh, uh, from for the betterment of the city and the betterment of the club. Big problem. Uh, uh, big problem. It, it, it is frustrating because, you know, I can relate to somebody like him. Comiso, I think, is a, is a... How do you relate to Comiso? No, it's a... Please, it, I need it, to know. It's a Saudi... <laughs> I need to know. It's a do you have $7 billion in the bank no, that you're lying, that you're hiding I mean, from us, Anto? Comiso, Comiso, between Comiso and I, I will be the tip that Comiso give it to, the, to a waitress when he goes to a restaurant. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> All right, so let I'm me just so say something. Yeah, but I'm saying that. that Comiso, he came from the bottom too. Like yep. Matt, he, yeah, yeah. he, he well, came from the bottom. He came to the United States, he built a brand, and he's investing he's from his the passion for for soccer is investing in, in Fiorentina equal about AC Milan like we were saying before and then he goes to Florence thank God he's building the central the, yeah. the, the central yeah. sportivo but uh, but again it goes into to say I am willing to put all of those money on in play without just the, the promise that I'm going to be making back those money because uh, it's not investing to flip the team and uh, you know and move on to the next uh, big project because for him I see it that the passion for soccer is there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and uh, seeing seeing the level of frustration, Nicola can relate to this uh, uh, a little bit more because we know his, his vice president is Joe Barone. Joe Barone is sure. one of our friends too. So tell me more, uh, you between you, what, what do you what do you feel about that? The, prob I have the problem to first. to compete in Serie A is really is not easy. You know what I mean? When mm. you invest in Fiorentina, we wish all the best because a really good friend Joe Barone. Yeah. We want to say hello to him and uh, Mr. Comiso. They do unbelievable job, but we gotta see the other part too. You know what I mean? This is Serie A. This is mm. nothing. You know right. what I mean? Not easy. It's not yeah. easy. You go ahead. No, no. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I you know, I want to say a couple things about Rocco Comiso. First off, he comes from my wife's town and mm. uh, Nicola's Nicola's wife's town, Joyosa Ionica. He's an inspiration, you know, to me on many levels. I mean. Look at, I don't even need to get into, you know, what he's built. And, you know, you talked about me coming from nothing. I mean, compared to Rocco Comiso, I did not come from nothing. You know, I came from a family who supported me. You know, we grew up in a middle, upper middle class, you know, area. I had everything, you know, I could have dreamed of, you know, even outside of, you know, money. I had love and support and unconditional, um, you know, lo love from my family. Um, Comiso. And also, we, we got to say to the fans for day one, we wish the best to Comiso Barone, but... We want to be Rizzetta Cirrincione. Yeah, that's right. Oh, we yeah. Want to be ourselves, but wow, I wow, wow, wow. Um, but I, I look, I, I think, so on many levels, he's an inspiration. Uh, I have a ton of respect for him. But I think you're right, Antonio. I think you're starting to see, you know, I was talking about before, before earlier, um, being an operator and a president, which he, you know, Comiso is a little bit more hands-on as mm -hmm. an operator than other owners. You're starting to see some of the frustrations. I mean, that's, look, I did a transaction 
to buy an ownership interest in Campo Basso, right? I had to hire an Italian lawyer. I had to hire Italian att- um, oh, accountants. Bureaucracy, I, I, I mean, I, I I had very little hair to begin with, and you know, now <laughs> forget it. I, I can't imagine the amount you know of bureaucracy that Comiso is going through. He's trying to build a stadium in the city. You know, I mean, he's got some, and I think they just built a new. They just built a new. A centro, un centro yeah, yeah. They built one, the best, one of the best. Yeah. The one thing I, I respect no, the most about uh, Comiso is he's doing it with his own money. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. he I believe Mediacom even is you know it's privately owned. It's almost all of his yeah, money 100%, I think he said. Yeah. so that's like my business obviously we're at a much smaller scale but mm. um, you know whenever it's your money and not investors money it, it's always more personal you know it's always more personal and um, that's why you know you bring people that you can trust into these projects because you want them to look after your money as if it was their own exactly. and I'm sure that's why Rocco brought uh, Joe in as well exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, guys this is uh, first of all this is uh, much better this is much more open I didn't think you guys were gonna be this open about it more friendly it was more like friends talking which I feel it's amazing I feel like we connect uh, on a good level the first time we met even uh, but I wanted to ask another question sure uh, so what I was thinking, say the IFTV fans see this video and they're like, oh, Campo Basso, these guys are cool. Nicola, Matt, they seem like cool guys. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go to Campo Basso or the Molise region, catch a game. And you talked about off camera, what's so special about Molise? What's something, if you go there to catch a Campo Basso game, what do you do there for the weekend or your favorite place? Or sp- we've heard beaches, we've heard food. Or something. Because I know you have stuff. a lot about that. Ski too. Campitello yeah. Matese is one of he the just best stole, He just stole okay. my... Campitello Matese. Is he the president? Yeah. Did you guys get the ownership he, already? He's When you go to Campo Basso, you got nice beach and nice food. I think you're good. Well, good give me the time there. of year. Give me the time of year. Okay, say oh, it's a nice summer. summer. Summer, you got to go to Termoli, Adriatic mm. Coast, beautiful beaches, right? Especially if Antonio goes, we'll get mm-hmm. him set up. With I think some. we're going to have to show the IFTV I can, fans. Oh, yeah. have to show. I can arrange the transportation between Termoli, Vasto, and the Listo de San Nicola. You can which arrange is, uh, it. Yeah, I can arrange that. Okay. Can I'm a, I can, hey, I have a fishing license, uh, a commercial fishing license. Uh, uh, before uh, just a few days before I left, uh, can Italy. I ask you something? Yeah. We, Nicola and I next year we're planning our uh, our trips, our road trips already, and we want to go to Sicily. So maybe can you get? Can we, we get can on go a boat? with a boat? Oh, can absolutely! Boat? Yeah, can absolutely. I'm not getting on a boat with him. Well, you guys, yeah. <laughs> we're already stuck together for so long. Yeah, can you true. imagine putting us on a boat? <laughs> Don't worry. You if you behave, you'll make it back alive. Okay. <laughs> and, and and guys, before before we we finish this uh, this podcast, uh, Mia and Matteo, we uh, we want to be nice to the fans of. Uh, North America. Can we uh, sure. follow these two shirts yeah. for oh, the nice. fans? Yeah. We can Absolutely. do something for the fans. It would be, so this is our yeah. home jersey, which uh, I think uh, I think Antonio liked, yeah. but Marco was kind of... I like, I like that, that one. Like, I like that Marco, one. Marco, uh, Me and Marco Antonio like that because it's like Juventus. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> because like Milan. We'd love to give a home jersey away. You know, I actually got an interesting stat I wanted to mm. talk to you about too. And this is... Uh, our road jersey, which, uh, which, who's the one that liked the road jersey? Um, like this yeah. Yeah. That one's yeah. not going to get given it's away, clean. by the way. I'm going to say it's some dude in like somewhere far. So yeah, we'd love to, we'd love to, speaking of merchandising too, I mentioned earlier, uh, go to cbstyle, cbstyle.shop uh, uh, or .eat, which you, 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 you take your pick. This is going to stand the studio. And we have brand new merchandising line coming out. You could pre-order it, put your email in. We'll also get you on our mailing list. We have a whole ton of content and, you know, we're looking for a streaming partner as well in the next couple months. I mean, we have a lot of um, exciting stuff in the Work. So go to CB Style Puntit uh, or Punt Shop and uh, sign up, and we'll make sure you're first in first online. So make sure you're on this at the bottom sure, of the yeah, screen yeah. over there. Make sure, make sure you uh, comment, leave a comment if you guys want the Home and Away kit. Let us know which one you want uh, and why you want it. And and just to conclude, uh, I got one last question. We've got it comes from Marcin Ziolowski, 
And he says, before I say his question, I'll say his bottom message. He said, I hope the Molise region will finally have a good team on the Italian football map. Fingers crossed. Greetings from Poland. Wow. I was just going to say wow. this is wow. what did I did I mention Poland earlier if no, I didn't I add, them to, the, add them to the list. To, to, to oh yeah, there you know. Nicole, your Marcel. brother, your brother I think didn't he get a Polish uh, fan already on our team? Your brother, Vinny. They did a video the other day they really surprised him and they showed today on Casalupo. We have uh, uh, a Sicilian guy, Sicilian guy can miss, uh, a Russian guy. And Jamaican guy. Wow, nice. that's diversity so, right there. That's international on this yeah. point. Yeah. So Marcin, Marcin asks, and this is to conclude, he said, Matt, where do you see Campo Basso in 10 years? Can we imagine Serie A? I know you don't like to make promises, no, ma, ma, but ma, ma, we're going to have to put you on the spot. Marcin needs to know. Marcin all the way from ten Poland. Year, 10 years is not bad. You can go ahead. <laughs> ten, years, 10 years is fair. 10 years is very fair. Absolutely. Wow. Yes. Leave it at that. There we go. Absolutely. But no oh. Champions League. We're talking about all this. <laughs> Maybe Europa, maybe Europa. Uh, Europa League. Uh, guys, uh, I really want to thank you, Matt. Um, it was a pleasure. Thank you, Nicola. Pleasure, we're, we're honestly wishing you uh, the best. Thank you very much. It's an incredible experience, I think, for us and also for, for the IFTV fans to be able to be this close to an ownership. I think it's also unique. It's not something, I've, this is not the content that I've really ever seen. Uh, usually the bunned up interviews that you don't really get to ask or, or feel how like you want. Mm. Um, we've got Antonio in, in the corner making sure we're we're staying close. Maybe we'll have an Antonio tour guide. Well, I was going to say, situation can, we, can we make a little IFTV exclusive deal with us where, um, I don't want to, I hope Mario's not listening to this because he's oh. going to get mad at me, but if, because you know, with Scaramancia in Italy, mm, they, have, they hate, hate to jinx anything. I am anything. the biggest one. So if, if we get, if we get promoted this year, which is definitely the goal I this know, year. Why don't we send IFTV out to Campo Basso to celebrate with the fans? Let's go. Let's go. We're down for that. We're down for that. We're not opposed to that at all. Guys, if you want to see Antonio. This is IFTV, <laughs> and this is Antonio, and I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> no, well said, Matt. Serious, guys. We want to say thank you to you guys. Thank you. You guys do an unbelievable I job. The, the camera, and camera we want to say hello to all the fans in the... United States. Yeah. Thank no, you we, for whatever you guys do. We're grateful for the opportunity. Keep following us. Um, we think we're going to build something really special, so we appreciate the opportunity. And keep up the great work. I'm a big fan. Awesome, guys, thank guys. you for everybody. Make sure you guys like and subscribe if you're new. We'll end it. Also, we'll put in Mario Josue, who's the president. Yep. We'll put his message at the end that was sent exclusively for the ISTV fans. Guys, as always, thank you for watching. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank thank you. Awesome. Yes. Beautiful. Ciao, ragazzi. Grazie per l'invito davvero, scusate se parlo in italiano, ma è più facile sicuramente per me, ma so che ci saranno Nicola e Matt che, che tradurranno eh, il, mio, il mio discorso. Veramente grazie per la disponibilità che, che ci state dando, io vi ho scoperti da poco eh, e devo farvi complimenti perché siete veramente bravi, mi avete impressionato, sono molto bello il modo in cui raccontate le partite, il feeling che c'è in trasmissione tra di voi, siete veramente bravi, mi piace, complimenti, vi seguo adesso con, con, molta, con molta attenzione, so che Matt e Nicola sono, sono lì con voi, eh, li saluto, eh, sono molto contento di eh, iniziare questo percorso insieme a loro, abbiamo la voglia insieme di far crescere il valore del brand campo basso negli USA, eh, stiamo eh, pensando ad idee, iniziative, eh, qualcosa da, da portare sul mercato per affrontarlo nel miglior modo possibile, soprattutto con i consigli 
di Nicola, di Nicola e Matt, abbiamo molte idee nella nostra testa, abbiamo molta voglia di fare, abbiamo in mano un club e un brand importante come quello di Campobasso, abbiamo una regione intera che ci guarda, ci osserva, ha voglia di, di rivalsa, ha voglia di, di crescere e penso che stiamo eh, prendendo, prendendo la strada giusta. E so e sono convinto che in questo momento molti tifosi Morisani, molti tifosi del Campobasso ci stanno guardando, li saluto, li saluto perché so che in quella parte del mondo, del Nord America, ne abbiamo tanti di tifosi che ci seguono di continuo, quindi è bello essere arrivati anche lì, è bello sapere che voi ci state aiutando a far crescere la nostra, eh, la nostra conoscenza in, in questo posto. Quindi, Veramente sono contento, vi, vi ringrazio ancora per la disponibilità, mando un grande saluto a tutti i nostri tifosi, a quelli che ci seguono con, con passione, grazie, un abbraccio a tutti e forza lupi, ciao!